What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, Austin, Waco, Temple, Colleen, people up in the Shot City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down in Laredo. You are tuned in here to the Tuesday edition of the Sports Grind presented by Dos Equis. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. 1-800-707-9760 is your number to participate. All right, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, Bartlett spinning the one and twos. All right. Again, today's show is presented by Dos Equis. If you know what you want to talk about, it is open phone lines. Feel free to give us a call. Anything that we discussed on yesterday's show, if you didn't have an t- uh, opportunity to call, um, you can parlay that over to today. And anything that we're discussing today on the docket that you want to weigh in and give your opinion on, feel free to do that. We just ask you to be patient during the breaks and during the segments, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, keep in mind, if you need to reach out to me or follow me on Twitter, don't forget that's at Sports Grind. And if you ever want to, if you want to stream the show live and leave comments, um, and you can do that by going to the business Facebook page of Sports Grind Entertainment, or you can go to my personal page and leave comments, and I'll respond to those in real time. Um, And if I don't, I'll go ahead and respond to them later. Also, if you ever miss any of the shows live, you can always go to Sports Grind Online dot com one eight hundred seven zero seven nine seven sixty what's up mr clark you ready yes sir ready to rock and roll martin ready to go how about them cowboys oh here you go here you go yeah, no, I, <laughs> no i feel you we definitely gonna start uh pretty much there you know um but yes we will get to that i feel you barley better than what you, you longhorns did but yeah that was bad so yeah all right uh but uh, one uh, one announcement uh here real quick program announced because last time i forgot to tell y'all but uh tomorrow uh for our austin audience in the austin market we won't be on tomorrow in austin uh because i think we've got uh we got a baseball game or something in Austin. Yeah, they got uh, minor league baseball going on as you know baseball season starts to wrap up. Okay, but you can listen anywhere on the uh, iHeartRadio app still. Yes, that yeah. is right. So that's just uh, for just, our Austin. Just market. be sure that for our, the Austin audience, anybody impacted by that, mm-hmm. uh, you do have to go to the Ticket Seven Sixty stream mm-hmm. on the iHeartRadio app, or of course you can go to uh, Sentex Sports Fan uh, for our uh, Waco audience as well. So if mm-hmm. you prefer to go there. Um, you know, you can stream there from the, their website as well. All right. All right. Well, all right. Well, let's get into what we've got at hand today. Yes, we will get into the reaction to the Monday night football game last night with the Cowboys. So you have that going on. Also, there are other things, you know, we've got media day yesterday that took place for most NBA teams. You know me, if you listen to this show for a while, I'm in football, NFL, and college mode, so it's going to be hard unless it's real major stories on the NBA side uh, to leak in on this show, especially uh, on Monday and Tuesdays and Fridays. But um, we did have media yesterday. It just really it was really just about some of the sound bites uh, that's coming out from some of the media camps, some of the NBA teams, uh, really. You know, uh, first off, you know, with our backyard, uh, you know, and Coach Pop, um, he was able to go ahead and we'll, if we have time later on, we'll, uh, yeah. Okay. So we don't have the audio. Okay. We'll so, have it for tomorrow. Okay. So tomorrow, well, we won't need it cause I'm going to get it out of the way today. Cause it's really nothing <laughs> big. I mean, I just felt like, you know, for the first time he's 
coached this team for over 20 years or whatever the exact number is. He gave out some free handicapping advice. You know, everybody's getting into this stuff since it's the uh, since the sports betting world has really flooded outside the state of Nevada. Everybody has their handicapping tips now. Um, and Pop gave one out for free and said, hey, it was almost like a future tip. But he's like, hey, whatever you do, wouldn't put money on the Spurs win the championship. Um, you know, I know it's the 50th anniversary. I mean, they're going to it's obviously that's going to be the focal of this whole season. That's a bright spot to for some most fan base down here in this area going into the season. Um, but, yeah, I guess, you know, when you can pretty much, you know, call your own shot when you leave it. I mean, it's all fun and games and joking. But, yeah, that's obvious. Like, no, I don't think pop that no one was, you know, looking to put money on the Spurs for the win the championship. But I know pop was just being uh, tongue in cheek. You know, I guess when you get to this point in your career and you know what's going and what's the task ahead of you, you know, you might as well smell the roses on the way out. Uh, but, yeah, there's the sound bite really from the Spurs. So, I mean, he had some other things, too, you know, about, hey, you know, the bottom line is, um, you know, this is about leaving these guys ready for whoever's coming next to uh, take that next, take them to the next level, which this is the first time really that you really even heard, pop, in my opinion, that you've heard Pop talk like that. You know, I mean, the last few years, it's been like, oh, you, are you retired from your job? Are you quitting? Okay, then. I don't know. But now it's kind of more, and I think he sees, everybody sees the obvious and really where the team is structured and how they're put together. But this is the first time you really heard him talk like that in regards to like, yo, he, it is the end of the road. You know, whether this is, you know, going to be his last season or not, but this is something new, even in my opinion, that normally he doesn't even really talk like the way, you know, that even joking, you know, wise. And he also said when he was asked what keeps motivating to come back, he's like, my paycheck. Hey, man, can't help him for being honest. You know, Pop's making a pretty penny, you know, for uh, coaching this team, rightfully so, you know, regardless of whatever criticism I've had with the team and with him in regards of I've told you all a thousand times, I've always had respect for Coach Popovich and what he does on the court and off the court. But it's just one of those things. It's like, hey, you know, somebody in town has to basically go ahead and be, you know, to tell you straight up that, hey, man. It's not going to it's not going to be okay right now because this is done and this is where we're at. But there you got that going. Uh, what do you got? Well, just really quick, understanding his concern and understanding <laughs> the position of the team. If you listen to the players, you know a lot of the young kids they're not willing to back down yet. Josh Primo says you know teams still competing for the playoffs. Um, but if you were to have a fiver in your pocket and you happen to be in Las Vegas, uh, Spurs currently NBA worst. Plus 100,000 odds on the futures to win the title, tied with the Rockets, the Magic, uh, the Pacers, the Jazz, and the Thunder, all teams that you're kind of competing for uh, for the NBA lottery next year. Look, since you're on the path of, uh, since, you know, kind of we run this path of uh, I-35, you know, through all up I-35 where we reach, where this show currently reaches, you can get in your car and you can go ahead and roll down the window and you can just throw whatever money you would want to take on that. Whether you bet with your heart or not, you can just roll down the window and throw it out. It's pretty much the same. So, no, I don't know where you were going with that, but I don't give a damn. There's there's no value in that. Like, come on. You know, I've got a better chance of hitting that Mega Millions tonight than the Spurs winning a title with this roster, the way it's constructed. I mean, they I think there's a chance that they could surprise some people and be a lot better than what people expected. I mean, their win totals what, 25, 27? I mean, I that I have to that reminds me and again. I told you all yesterday and Friday, I've been paying attention to the sports captain world for about the last 13, 14 years. And to me, that's like that's Sacramento King stuff. That's Charlotte Hornet stuff. 
back like eight, nine, ten years ago. Those win totals. That's that's very surprising for me to see a win total for this team. But trust me, I'm I'm close to it, so I understand why. But it, it's actually um, worse than you thought. It's twenty two and a half. Yeah, that's low. I mean, that's probably one of the lowest ones I've seen in a long time. I mean, that's lower than some of the Sacramento ones back in the hate back in the day. Just them really blowing things up. I mean, Vladi's first year there as a general manager, president, they were low, but I don't think that was twenty two. I mean, that's bad stuff there. But we'll see. You know, uh, so the other NBA before we move on some of the sound bites, you know, um, the 76ers, uh, you know, this time last year, they were coming into the training camp with a lot of distractions in regards to what, what's up with Ben Simmons. What's your thought about Ben Simmons? What's going to go on with that? Is he going to come back and play? So you had that dealing with that. And um, it was just a bad situation. So, you know, when Embiid and Harden kind of met with the media, I mean, first off, they just said, hey, you know, this is an offseason where we could really come into the offseason and come into the season with no distractions. I mean, James Harden jokingly, everybody's in the joking mood. He said he lost 100 pounds. Now, he was being over-exaggerated, but he's lost some weight, reportedly. Uh, you know, he said he was able to be healthy for the first time, which is some truth to that, to really have an offseason. Uh, so, you know, James said that. Embiid said, hey, I just stayed in bed most of the time and rest because, you know, at the last year toward the the season he was playing with a fractured bone in his face then he had some other ailments and it was just fatigue because he's you know it's in the mvp conversation uh but he said he's well rested so philly looks like they're coming back ready to try to take a boy because if you go to the last team i want to touch on on media day <clears throat> you know maybe filling the rest of the east is you know filling that void i mean well there's a couple two that i want to touch on for media day before we move on to football uh but is the uh, boston celtics you know from what i'm hearing most of their players down there um really looked lost and really in the dark of everything like they saw it once it came down in real time last week or last wednesday or thursday whenever the news broke it feels like majority of those players it's the first time they heard about it too so that's a very you know i haven't got a chance to look exactly you know i know i saw jason tatum on nba tv but i couldn't hear exactly what he was saying uh but i know i haven't had a chance to get verbatim what they said but that's the word on the street in that region up there you know it's just one of those that i feel like this is obviously regardless of what this coach that's stepping in is going to be this is obviously i feel just from a mental standpoint going to really take some time to get them you know in the flow of the season you know, could be wrong, but I think it does open the door without a doubt, you know, because there's only one Adoka. There's only one way. There's only one person that coached that. And first of all, he hasn't even been with his assistants that he this this whole staff that he created when he took the job. He hasn't even been with them long enough to have his mold or his style, in my opinion, rub off on them. So you're going to get a different type of style. I mean, I'm not saying they're going to play totally different. I mean, the emphasis would probably still be on defense as good as defensive team they were. But the the timeouts, the flow of a game that, you know, how do you deal with a three game losing streak? How do you deal with back to backs? It's going to be different. So I definitely think that puts the odds and opens the door a little bit on some of these Eastern Conference team. One other Eastern Conference team i'll touch on before we move on and that's really the brooklyn nets you know kd the other day said hey i you know mentioned that like yeah i asked for a trade but i didn't know where the direction of the organization was going yada yada but i really came across kyrie irvin's you know comments about that i gave up a hundred million dollars to stay not vaccinated he goes on about like hey people don't realize like i made a decision i almost could have lost my job stop it kyrie stop it 
Like the like th this guy started, and I hate to bang on Kyrie because I have respect for him from a talent position, even though how how odd he is. But stop it, man! Don't give me this situation to try to be for the people that you represent and try to bring yourself down to them. Say, hey, man, this is a decision that I made that it could cost me my job, and I had to turn down a hundred million. Okay. Like, yeah, so if you didn't get vaccinated, so you, there was no way to sit there and get, you were just going to be kicked out of the NBA. Stop it. And the $100 million contract is probably other reasons why you decide you didn't want to sign that. Because, first of all, you were almost demanding a trade. You kicked the tires down even being there. And then really when you found out nobody was really wanting to trade for you because all the carnage that you've left in your last few stops, then you're like, okay, I'll sign now. So to me, the $100 million was never probably even on the table. Lies, in my opinion. But moving on to the football world, also, uh, college. Well, now wait. Now basketball wise, let's go over to the women's here real quick. Um, you know, WNBA. You know, we're done with that season. We crowned a champion in that season. Uh, but what's interesting, and you have a some story coming out, is that you've got um, down. You know, former Baylor coach Kim Mulkey, which is a legend. And not only just in Waco, but they're, she's a legend in college basketball. Uh, you know, she was with Baylor for a long time before she took the money and the opportunity to go coach the Lady Tigers at LSU. Um, and this, you know, I don't remember hearing too much about this, but it doesn't surprise me. But for, some of her former players were speaking out that played at Baylor that are now in the WNBA because Mulkey, I guess, has taken a stance to refuse to talk about Brittany Griner or to comment on Brittany Griner. And, you know, and she doubled down on that, I think, when she was asked the other day. Now, this has rubbed some of her former players wrong and um, has really made people look. I, first of all, you know, I know she's a legend coach, and, you know, she's one of the best of them ever to do it with X's and O's. Uh, she really put Baylor women's basketball on the map. But I will tell you this. I've always looked at her as I won't use the word shady, but I've always looked at her as being very brass, being very like, you know, it's either my way or the highway and very, you know, just just the way she's come across through, uh, you know, through the screen could be wrong. Uh, but the reason that's behind this whole non wanting to comment on Brittany Griner show support, I think it was 2009 or something like that when Brittany came out of Baylor to be the number one pick in WNBA or top pick. I think it was the year she came out. But I think there were some uh, reports in regards to prior to that or that season, you know, going on. Everybody knows, you know, Brittany's situation and her, you know, where her sexuality lies. And according to this, and I again, I don't really remember this too much. Uh, you know, I know our neighbors down in Waco could probably remember this, but, you know, it was a big old disturbance. And she took backlash from it then. But in regards to that, she didn't want Brittany to come out and announce what her sexuality was because she thought it was going to hurt on recruiting. And she took backlash from that. And I guess, you know, she's never gotten over that because obviously Brittany didn't take her advice. OK, um, of course, that was a stand that wasn't probably wasn't popular. Um, I don't know the remember the details of it. But if I'm not mistaken, in Baylor, Baylor's like considered like uh, in that the universities we have, Baylor's kind of considered that kind of religious type of university that I've heard. I mean, that's what that's that's what I've heard. They it, It's got some type of I could be wrong, but I feel that. You know, you, it has to really be like if you know that you have a former player that you coached and you've helped pretty much raise into a young woman, 
there's really must be some bitterness and some saltiness if you know that this young lady is being detained and the u.s has already said that they feel like it's detained unlawfully like not that's not supposed to be you got to really have some skeletons in the closet or really some bad beef not to want to even comment or add any type of support okay so of course this is going to conjure that whole situation up again so that's out there as well also of course baseball you know um we're still waiting for judge to pass mares um you know, and to be honest with you, there's like eight or nine games left. Now, they've got the Blue Jays, which the Blue Jays, if I'm not mistaken, which I know Jonas had, like, if the playoffs started today, this is the matchup. If I'm not mistaken, Blue Jays need some of these games for home field advantage in one of their series. So they're going up to that. And what you're starting to see, again, in the last, I'd say since the weekend and even after, you're starting to see with each bat two things. Teams are starting to pitch around them. And I think the Blue Jays are going to piss off a lot of people because I think due to the fact that they're still playing for something, they're probably going to be pitching around them. Uh, that's a problem. And people question, can he really do this? He's got eight or nine games. Number two, it's the pressure of it. Keep in mind, I mean, this is we're in a totally different time even when Roger Maris, the babe, all of them were going through this. Even hell, Barry Bonds. I mean, it was one of those that now with the world connected through social media and the media outlets, the it's just more pressure and more tense. The pressure. Can he do it? Can he do it? Everybody's showing up to Yankee Stadium. Everybody's showing up on the road to try to get you to do it. You know, it's that. And also, it's just pretty much teams that he plays. If they've got something to go, they're starting to pitch around him. So he's still stuck on that. You know, we'll take a chance. To, we'll, if we get a minute, we'll look at seeing if the playoffs started today and where we would be at with the matches. And, of course, when we get back, we'll get to put a cap on week three with that Monday night matchup last night. You listen to the Sports Grind presented by Dos Equis. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Skyline Studios. Jonas Clark, Bartlett spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail. Like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients. Just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang. Always bold, always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Cry. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Tai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Tai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Tai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to ChooseTiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 
Listen up, San Antonio and Austin. Let me tell you about Stoli Vodka, our new partner. Handcrafted in Latvia, the award-winning Stoli Vodka has held the bar high for quality, combining innovation with century-old traditions to create something both refreshingly modern and exceptionally classic. Uncompromising spirit is the kind of belief that turns players into icons. 100% grain-to-glass Stoli Vodka starting lineup includes the iconic premium cucumber, vanilla, raspberry, and blueberry. If you want to learn more, visit Stoli.com. Stoli Vodka, official sponsor. Sponsor of the sports crime. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to specs and stock up on after summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, Bartlett's been the one and two. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. Two words, a key to any perfect cocktail, and that is Zing Zang. Make sure you try out their pre-made alcoholic drinks. Or you can just stick to the original mix and add your own favorite alcohol. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 1-800-707-9760. All right. So a couple other things real quick before we get into this Monday night game, too. First of all, Matthew Reynolds says, what up, Cal? What up, Matthew? Uh, Facebook Live. Um, there's something else baseball-wise. Frank Kona, you know, he's one of, been one of my favorite managers. Um He's made history, Jones. What did he do with the Cleveland Indians by punching their card into the postseason? Well, it's the youngest roster uh, in baseball. Hmm. Uh, this Hall of Baseball, AAA, uh, 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 not AA, of course, but, but AAA in the majors, it's still the youngest roster at both levels. So it, is it, it the youngest roster ever to get into the postseason? I thought uh, that's kind of what I'd have to double check that. Okay. But again, like conf- if this is a younger roster than you have in Triple A baseball and in the majors, mm-hmm. it's got to be close. But yeah. when you look at the the preseason odds for a team like the Guardians, mm, yeah, they had a seven point five percent chance of winning the AL Central, and they mm. got it done. They punched their ticket with I think uh, eight more games left to go. Um, but, and, and, and I appreciate Dante, you know, tweeting out the other day, let me know, Hey man, congrats on your guardians getting there, mm. but it's a double-edged sword because I, and I, and I, I'm going to die on this hill. It, it's frustrating when organizations and owners don't spend on teams. They, they don't put it into, you know, put the money that they're making from the fans, from the TV contracts back into the roster to really give a small market team an opportunity and a, and a chance. And and this I think when when you have a, a a great, one of the best of all time managers and Terry Francona, and you go ahead and you, and, and you move Frankie Lindor over you know to the Mets and you let, let some pitching pieces go. You lowball Jose Ramirez and luckily he wanted to stay in Cleveland, but you take a bare bones minimum roster, mm-hmm. you win your division with it. Now you're going to go into the postseason. A lot of inexperience. But this has got to be, and and, and the the real measurement on the Dolans is going to be for next year. You've got a great young core. What do you do in the offseason? What do you do in free agency to bring in those pieces to really take home, you know, a a playoff opportunity, a postseason opportunity? Because this, I feel like an owner can look at this, look at this season and say, well, we made the the playoffs. Look, uh, there's only been 19 times. 
19 games in all of uh, the, in, since 2013, since Terry Francona has been coaching uh, in Cleveland and managing in Cleveland, that his team has been eliminated, mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. How long has this ownership, current ownership group, owned the Clevelands? It's been a while, right? Yeah, the Dolans bought the team a while back. I mean, uh, to, to kind of date things, it's going to be right around the time that they've switched from Jacobs Field to Progressive Field. So, so I think a, it's about 13 years, 14 years. About 13. Uh, I, one, uh, one World Series appearance in that time. Okay, well, the reason why I'm going to say is because maybe not the Browns, maybe not the Cavs, but the Indians have a history of that they, in Guardians. the past, they've spent money. Um, they've had some experience. They've had, in my lifetime, and I'll go back to the 90s, the late 90s, They've had some rosters that's had some money. Now, I know that's, that's different. different owners. I get it. But even though the history of the Indians. So you look at it that way. I know how you feel about owners. You feel about spending enough money. But keep in mind, this is the business side of things. And business owners in any industry, what they try to do is find a way to make money and spend less. If you make the postseason and you're not spending, but you're making the postseason, you're given an opportunity to get in the tournament and you're not doing it with big names. You know, that it, it, it is what it is. We've seen this story before. It's called the Florida Marlins, and they went on to win a World Series. The only difference is every damn time they did it, it just blew up the team. Oh, that was fun. Start over. So uh, I hear you, though, but props out to Francona. I don't like you, and I understand you come from that area. You say one of the best managers of all time, but to be honest with you, I think for the most part, he's underrated because when you talk about managers of the game, his name does get brought up, but it doesn't really get brought up, you know, with the Tony LaRussa's, the, uh, you know, basically even the list goes on with some other different managers. Of course, you know, Joe Torre has multiple rings, but I'm just saying that I personally think he's underrated, but Moving on, let's get to the business at hand last night with the Dallas Cowboys, who now have improved to 2-1. and one. They've improved to 2-0 and oh, uh, without das, Dak Prescott. And as they get the victory in the New York Giants MetLife Stadium, and they walk away with a victory. Um, look, man, you know, this. I, I've, I've preached this forever on this show. And we've always had this policy on the show is that doing a show five days a week, you have to stay in the moment and you have to go ahead and report on what's happening right now. Not what was supposed to happen, not what you pretty much predicted in regards to not what it could change to. So right now, I believe looking at this game last night and I talked about it on Friday and I talked about it again yesterday and I'm going to put Philly in this. Now, we've got to wait about four weeks, I think, before we get the first Philly and Dallas matchup. A lot can change in three to four weeks. But you got to give – stay in the moment and you've got to give them credit where credit is due right now. And, and, and that includes the coaching staff. Everybody felt that this, including myself, that this is pretty much a lame duck year maybe for Mike McCarthy, regardless what Jerry says. So when you have all that going on, and especially the lack of support from a from – a, from a fan standpoint, meaning the coaching staff, especially the head coach, you got to give them credit for being able to go 2-0 and without Dak Prescott because, honestly, everybody on TV, fan base, even Dallas fans themselves felt that once Dak went down, the bottom line is that the season was going to be over. You know, the season was going to be over. So they found a way to go 2-0. and I think a lot of it has done with the running game and defensively. Look, Demarcus Lawrence, Demarcus Lawrence is finally, finally in my opinion. That type of game he had last night, that's the type of game that I feel for what he, the tax bracket he's in, especially in the division, that's the particular type of game that he needs to put on paper. 
Oh, I should say on paper, on film. Man, not on paper. We know what he is on paper. He got a lot of big money. The potential's there on paper. I said that wrong. It needs to be out there, put that on the film, on the field. So big game from him. Um, again, Pollard, I still feel there's a way. I still feel what I feel about Kellen Moore. I still feel like he's and, – and, you know, there was a point in that game, which I wish – I don't know if Troy said anything because I was on the Manning cast. I was flipping, I was flipping back and forth. Um, but there was a point, and we can talk about – because he redeemed himself. We can talk about C.D. Lamb because C.D. Lamb, you know, that's not the first drop C.D. didn't have. Now, I think C.D. is on the verge of possibly maybe proving that he's maybe the best receiver taken out of that draft because there was a, quite a few good ones. Um but he's had the case of the drops, even the last few weeks, even going back to last last year. But he redeemed himself. But that ball that he dropped, that was pretty much a perfect throw from Rush, um, he dropped that. It's Monday night. It's the only game in town. Now, he, rebo he rebounded with the one-handed catch for the touchdown. But that point right there where the camera pans over, and they show Kellen Moore cheesing like somebody just told him a joke. And he's got the two thumbs up like, hey, man, two thumbs up. It's OK. And I said, you know what, man? I turned to AC. I said, right there is the culture and the problem with Dallas right there. There's not another coach. There's not another, you know, I, there's most coaches. Maybe I can't. I've never seen anything like that because even in real time, you know, I was I didn't see what Buck or Troy had something to say about that. But I know on the Manning cast, you know, Eli's like, hey, I guarantee Dable's not going to act like that. I mean, you saw the coordinator in Buffalo. That's his first year on the job taking over for Dable. And he just threw a, it went viral. He just threw a fit and just banging the table. That thumbs up, not trying to pour sour grapes on a W because I'm trying they they deserve some credit. But the two thumbs up and cheesing on a blatant, that is seven points in a game where points were a premium early on. See, that's kind of my game. You know, a lot of people, oh, that's ugly. 11-10 is ugly. You know what that is? That's the, down, that's the downfall of fantasy football. That's what fantasy football has done where if it's not scoring and it's not high numbers, you don't look at the nuance of how the other game can be won and played. And sometimes you have defense. It's always, oh, this is ugly. So young people, it's fantasy football that kind of that's the fault of that. And that's where that's straight up. And I guarantee you, I'm not the only person that has that opinion. Everything's become numbers. So that that team, that game was a defensive struggle there. But the offenses picked it up. But the, the point of it is, at that time, points were a premium. And you missed the easy seven. And Kellen Moore's like, hey, thumbs up. That was play script at 17. We're screwed after this one. Come on, man. So they won the game. That's 2-0 and oh without Dak. And the one thing I asked, I put it in the docket. I said, hey, look, you know, is, is Cooper Rush, is he just a backup? Is he just playing just like a backup? And this is what I mean. No, I don't think he's better than Dak, okay? I don't care if he goes pretty much undefeated, but this is the situation that I think, I don't know what Cooper Rush would look like with 31 other teams if they needed him, and he's coming off the bench. But in that system, and rightfully so, he's been there like for six years. But in that system and way the team is structured, just living in the moment. Remember, that's the theme, living the moment of what we're seeing right now. He looks very comfortable running that offense. Okay, very comfortable. 
Giants defense has played pretty damn good over the course of the next few weeks. They're not in that echelon I had yesterday. And let me just say this. If you missed yesterday's show, let me correct myself because there's one team that I left out of there yesterday when I talked about, hey, there's levels right now through three weeks where there's certain defensive teams that are up this level defensively and you have it down there. One team that I basically left out yesterday that I shouldn't, and that's the Buffalo Bills. That's the one team that I put up there with the 49ers. It's 49ers, Buffalo, Tampa Bay, and Denver. Those defenses are basically through three weeks on their own right there. And if you think I'm totally off, go look at where the stats is and who's got number one overall defense and who's sitting what. It's those. Now, I believe what we're seeing now, Dallas, I believe you can probably put, because of Micah Parsons, if Demarcus Lawrence is going to play like that, I can only imagine what this defensive front would be been if they would have kept Gregory. If Gregory would have said, hey, man, tell him to change your mind. Just joking, Jerry. Psych. I can only imagine if they would still have a guy like Randy Gregory on this line. But Dallas's D-line, you could, the way they're playing, and if Demarcus Lawrence is going to play like that, you can put them up there with a Tampa Bay defensive line. I just feel that, you know, the thing that I don't have Dallas yet in that upper tier yet, because they're back in and they're penalties. They still get dumbass penalties on deep at the wrong time. Like that rookie, I don't even know who that was, but that late hit on 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 uh Danny Dimes out of bounds and still a tight game, that was just stupid. The refs are right there and you gotta let up. That's just what the rules are. That's dumb. Could have cost them. That's the reason why Dallas is good, defense is good. They're on that second tier. They ain't up there with those teams because the, I believe they're back in. I mean, Diggs, I, I think Troy said it best last night, boom or bust. Boom or bust. I mean, this is a guy, I mean, one last night, thought it was going to be a pick. He bit it, could have got off the field, gave a first down, but that's how he does. That's the only reason why he got 11, 13, whatever the interceptions last year, whatever year that was. So, to me, the defense is serious. I think it's a defense that probably between them and Philly, Philly, it's obviously those are the two best defensive teams in that division. But like I said, I picked Philly to win the division, but until they show me, until the Giants show me, until the Commanders show me, until they show me that they can beat this Cooper Rush, Dak Prescott, whoever, it is what it is, you know? And it's amazing that it's like that due to the fact that nobody, I mean, every time this comes up, this stat comes up once a year. They talked about it last night on Monday Night Football. There's nobody that has repeated in that division since like 04, since Andy Reid left. That's crazy considering how dominant I think in the Dak era, since the Dak era and up to current, how dominant they've been over the division. So that just lets you know what they've done outside the division, how many times they peed down their leg. But the defense is real. Not up there, though, because of the back end and the penalties. The defense is real, though. But that could change because that, I tell you, it's almost like, I'm not, we tried, I tried power rankers last year. I'm not doing that this year. Too much time consuming, okay? Uh, but what I will do is I'll keep that defense ranking. Those teams I have up right there doesn't mean they're going to stay up there, okay? Now, on paper, I think all those, those are the real dudes on paper, but we know we don't win on paper. Those at Dallas might move up in there. But right now, through three weeks, I can only judge in my opinion, and I'll tell you it's those four defenses, Okay? Uh, 1-800-707-9760. But Cooper Rush, and see, this is the thing that you got to be careful about because all of a sudden, we heard reports leak earlier last week, and I started thinking, is this on purpose, really? And then you got Jerry coming, hey, yeah, I like a quarterback controversy. Means we're winning. Hope we can come on and play just like Dak did off the bench for Tony, which I think, personally, Jerry had a couple of that, he was on that brown. I think he had a couple of brown on the rocks, you know. Probably stopped by Specs. So Specs probably just shipped it to him since they're official partner of the Cowboys. When he said that. 
Because remember, Jerry, Jimmy got fired over margaritas. Jerry had some liquor in him. They always tell you, man, if somebody really hates you or somebody's pissed off, they always tell the truth when they're either pissed off or they're drunk. And Jerry's like, you know what? I can get 100 other coaches to coach this damn team, Jimmy. Get the hell out of here. Give me another round. The next thing you know, I'm coming home from high school and coming home and seeing the news, and I'm just rolling. I'm laughing. There's only been two times that I've really come home back in the day and laughed at Dallas News and enjoyed it. The first one was the day he was hired, and I got to see Tom Landry clean out his office. That was hilarious because I'm like, this guy from Arkansas, this guy got some cojones, man. I thought it was hilarious. I said, man, make sure you pick up them, divorce, the, them uh, fedora hats, whatever the hell you call them when you come out too, Tom. It was thought it was hilarious because that's the guy. That's the reason why I started hating the Cowboys because I thought Tom Landry thought he was better than everybody else. Never had a headset on or anything. And I was a kid at that time. But the other time was when Jimmy got fired because I'm like, what the hell is going on? Don't they know they're about to win like five of the next six Super Bowls? And I'm going to have to live with this and I'm going to have to be around Dallas fans at the time. And he just messed it up. But I will tell you this. I believe. The whole, oh, that could be back in week four. That could be where, because it's a yin-yang. Look, that's going to play because the money anyway. But I think, no, I don't think Cooper Rush is better than Dak Prescott. But all I'm telling you is for two two games, Cooper Rush don't look like a backup on that team. He's, he's come, he stays the course. You know, the good sign, too, is a quarterback, especially, you know, I won't consider he's a journeyman because they ain't never left. They've kept him. But consider a guy that could possibly be a lifetime backup in the NFL. Normally, if C.D. Lamb drops a ball like that, it's going to rattle that guy, the backup, and it's going to be like, man, you know, damn, that was our one time. Cooper just dusted it off and kept going, you know. He's better. He, you know, they, they, they picked, they had two, they've had two redheads. And Andy Dog, the Red Rocket North, and then they've had this one's probably the better one. But two and oh, man. Two and oh. And don't they have what is this week? Then in the Commanders this week? And at the Washington foot, uh, football team, aka Commanders that they play uh this weekend, if I'm not uh mistaken. Um, but yeah, man, that's props to Dallas, man, because a lot of people after Dak went around, right? It is Commanders, I thought so. In Jerry World, yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of people in the media, people that played this game before, thought Dallas was done after Dak went down. And I think the defense is taking it personal. Um, I think the coaches staff has because they're like, man, we had a lot of goals and stuff. We ain't about to let this thumb on a helmet, uh, you know, stop us. But I'm just telling you, look, these are those times where, first of all, I believe Dak's going to have a little pressure on him when he comes back. Especially if Cooper goes three and zero, because I think, and to me, if he's still, if he's playing good. Speaking of Cooper Rush, and if the team's playing good, what is the reason to rush Dak back? What is the reason? I mean, a thumb injury like that. I mean, he's younger. Like I said, kept Drew Brees out five to six weeks. Drew was older than Dak. You know, young people heal better, faster. But the truth of the matter is, what is the point? You know, what is the point? Of, of bringing him back until he's 100% he healed because obviously the team is responding to Cooper Rush. And that's all I will say. Dak's going to get the job when he comes back, but I will promise you there's going to be a little bit of the pressure in the, in the chatter because they're human in regards to how much pressure is going to have for him to keep this offense going, keep this kind of going. It runs a little bit crisp because I guarantee you if you poll a percentage of Dallas Cowboy fans, they'll tell you they don't think Dak could have made that throw in the corner to CeeDee Lamb for the touchdown i'm telling you you know but again when you're the backup sometimes depending on who you are you playing with house money 
You know, so maybe the pressure's not around. I mean, what does Cooper Rush really have to lose except lose some games and put them on the eight ball? But he hasn't done that. So props to uh, the Cowboys for going 2-0 and without Dak Prescott and 2-1 and and tied up uh, up the top of the first place in the division. Or if that well, no, actually, that's still Philly because Philly's undefeated. But we've got to wait four weeks to see that matchup. I wish that matchup was sooner. I wish that matchup was Sunday instead of the Washington Commanders. Sorry, Glenn. But y'all got a hot mess going on, man. And y'all got a defensive guy over there on the sidelines. Still. I don't know why we talk about bus because that bus that was running the ball last night for the Giants that somebody told me he's off to a damn good start this early on this season. 1-800-707-976. You listen to the Sports Grind presented by Dos Equis, broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. We'll be back.